Well, at the time of recording, we are only 13 hours away from NFL football. Can you believe it? And oh my goodness, we are pumped up. The full contingency of the TDs and Threes company are here, including Smithy. How are you, mate? It's been a long road since uh, Valentine's Day, aka the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's been a, a long wait, and add on to that that we've been wanting to do this episode for the last 24 hours, but ran into <laughs> a shit ton of technical difficulties, so uh, mm. it feels like forever since we, we can do this episode, but I'm bloody glad we're here, and geez, it's going to be a belting start to the season tomorrow. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome, and the People's Prince, TD, Bubbles, the, the man with all the nicknames is here. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, just so keen for tomorrow. Uh, it still doesn't feel real, I guess, but just can't wait for kickoff tomorrow and, and, and it'll sink in then. Yeah, I think it'll sink in as well as soon as uh, the Rams and the Bills get started. We'll talk about that in a sec. Let's get into what we're looking forward to. Just a little thing can be a little prediction or a little something, but we keep it short, sharp and succinct for the three S's that we know and love on teddies and threes and we can't make it about our teams because we froth enough over them throughout shows and the week anyway. So I'm actually going to go to Smithy's team and go to the quarterback, Baker Mayfield's revenge game against the Browns. A, a quote that he claims was off the record became on the record when he said, and I quote, I'm going to fuck them up, which I think is a fantastic quote, by the way. Uh, we need more of it in sport. Like uh, we need to allow people to be tools at times. And if he backs it up, good luck to the vibe. That's going to be awesome, Smith. So I can't wait for that for you. Teed, what are you looking forward to, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the second-year quarterbacks um, back up their rookie seasons. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, um, Justin Fields, Trey Lance uh, are the main ones, I think. But, you know, there's Zach Wilson, who isn't being spoken about um, from a footballing sense anyway much. And also, Mac Jones, who has probably um, stood out the most out of all of them last year. He um, seems to be going under the radar. But I'm looking forward to seeing how they back up their rookie years uh, this year because it's a big year for all of them. Yeah, 100%. Um, my takeaway, well, my the thing I'm looking forward to is the Russell Wilson revenge game. I cannot wait to see him go back to Seattle. Obviously, it was rumored that um, he was going to depart, and I think the breakup was kind of messy. So um, he's got the massive contract extension he obviously wanted. Denver gave it to him. He's going back to Seattle to play Pete Carroll. I think that's going to be must-watch television on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. And the other thing that I'm looking forward to as well is going to be the ESPN tipping. And we were kind of wondering why fans weren't getting involved last year. It was because the dickhead in charge, aka Daz, had it on private. So I apologize for that. Has been made public. So the league is TDs and threes. And because ESPN, like Daz himself, uh, is a bit of a grammar Nazi. You can find it in the show notes. It's exactly the way that it's spelled uh, in the title of the show as well. So nothing different there at all. Jump in, have a go. Of course, if you can beat us, you get the highest per round. You are going to get shout outs like you wouldn't believe. And of course, if you guys end up winning the whole competition, we'll try and get you on. If you've got things that you want to promote, hey, we'll help you do that. Of course, so ESPN app, TDs and threes, get involved. We want to get as many people into that as possible. We've got a little bit of a new scheme when it comes to the previews. We've got eight games that the boys have drafted that they are going to deep dive into. We're going to go through the rest of the games. Quick fire style, which we're looking forward to. We've got the lock. Smithy Certs is back where he's going to take down Colin. And I think he realized he's in pole position when Colin made a human book chapter kind of analogy that made no sense to anyone. So Smithy's looking forward to the dementia kicking into Colin's brain. Teed's got a new segment, which is making me very nervous. But let's get into the game previews. Uh, Smithy, you're first up with the first game of the year. Very first game of the year. And when I was looking through the games this weekend, there were a few games that caught my eye. But I think from a, a pure football sense, this is going to be the best we're going to get. Um, Bills, Rams, first game of the season. Um, I just cannot wait for this. I've got a little stat off the bat. The team that won the Super Bowl the year prior have gone 16 and 5 in week one games since the 2000 season. So the numbers are definitely on the Rams side in this game. They're playing at home. And I've got three key things that I want to watch in this game. 
The first and most important one is Von Miller, who is now a part of the Buffalo Bills after winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, the Bills' pass rush was probably their biggest weakness along with their offensive line last year, and they've gone out and added one of the best in the league at doing it in Von Miller. So I think his addition is going to be absolutely huge. As I mentioned, he was with the Rams last year, so he's going to be aware of Matt Stafford's play style. He's going to be aware of protection schemes. He's going to have a really good understanding of what the Rams are going to want to do. So I can see him having two-plus sacks in this game. And that will go a long way for the Bills. The second thing I want to look at is Allen Robinson. He had a really down season last year with the Chicago Bears. Obviously, uh, that relationship didn't end too well, got a bit messy. And he got made to look a lot worse than what he is. Um, and I think his true skill is going to show out this year. He's stepping right into the Odell Beckham Jr. role who was very productive in his time with the Rams before unfortunately tearing his ACL in that Super Bowl last year. So I'm going to look out for Allen Robinson. I think he could have quite a big game in this one. And the third thing is the Rams offensive line. They lost their two starters on the left side, Austin Corbett to the Carolina Panthers during free agency. And they also lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement. So there's two key cogs of their offensive line gone. They've got a new offensive line coach. So there's going to be a lot of changes there. Can Von Miller take advantage of that and get to Matt Stafford? I think this is going to be a cracking game. Whatever the points line is, smash the over because I can see this being a genuine shootout. But I think my tip is going to be the Rams. I, I just like that they've got history on their side. And I am very worried for the Bills' secondary early in the season without Tredavious White. I think they've got two rookies and a journeyman who are starting, Dane Jackson, who's been on the Bills' roster for three or four years but never played significant snaps, going against Cooper Cup, who won the Triple Crown last year, and Allen Robinson. So I worry about that. I think the Rams win in a shootout. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked when I saw the Bills have been favourites since the market opened. So they didn't even start at equal money, which for me was astounding in that presence. Uh, I don't like the fact that we've agreed so much in the last couple of episodes, Smitty. We vowed to change it, but it's not happening in this game. I agree with you. I think the Rams get over the line. And for, I think for football's sake, I do hope it's close. Yes, for the spectacle, but... As we know, with week one, the media will tell us whoever wins their game, not necessarily this one, but all of them, are going to be teams that are Super Bowl bound and the ones that lose are going to suck and their coaches should be sacked. That's how the NFL media seems to work, especially day by day. So I hope it's close so we remember a fantastic contest rather than conjecture over whether the Bills are frauds or anything stupid like that. But the Rams win for me. Who wins for you, Tatum? Why? Yeah, I think I agree with you two boys. Um, the Bills, obviously, super talented this year. They've got a, a really good roster, but um, I don't love this matchup. They're traveling to the West Coast, which um, they didn't do at all last year. Um, they they didn't travel this far at all last last year, like I just said. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think the time zone could be an issue. Um, the Bills, we have spoken about it before. They may start a little slow. Um, they've got the new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, um, calling plays, and and it might be a little raw and take a little bit of time. So I think I'm going to take the Rams. But, um, you know, really is a, a top of the coin, I guess. I think the Rams experience more. They've proved they can win close games. Yep, spot on. Bills also Norton 6 last year in games decided – um, sorry, in games that in the two-minute warning, they were behind by by less than a touchdown. So getting in front was a problem for them throughout the year. Let's go to Raiders and Chargers. Ted, this is yours. The battle of uh, my two favourite quarterbacks and our two soft spot teams. Yeah, um, you know, the two really likeable teams, I think, especially this year. I know I liked the Raiders last year. Um I think they might have got a bit of a soft spot for a lot of other fans, but it does feel like this game, um, at least the media are hyping it up, is a bigger deal for the Chargers than it is for the Raiders. Um, there's a plenty of revenge talk um, regarding last year's Week 18 matchup where the Raiders knocked the Chargers out, but I, I think that's a little silly. A win here doesn't um, do anything 
to um, you know fix that result from last year. That's happened. It's a new season, and and I think that kind of talk is a little silly. It is the first AFC West matchup of the season, um, and and I think all however many games there are in this. AFC West matchups, every single one of them is going to be must-watch, and, and this one's no different. Um, I think it's going to be high-scoring, um, along with all the other AFC West games, and they, they're going to have such big uh, playoff implications. Even in a Week 1 game, I think division games are so important. Um, and I, I think if you're playing in this division, if you can win your home playoff games um, and go 3-3 three and three within the division, you'd take that and um, and just kind of... Hope you can get enough wins out of the rest of the schedule. But I think the Raiders are extremely underrated again this year. Um, a lot of people coming into this season, you know, just assuming they're the fourth best team in this division, which, you know, that's fair enough because um, there has to be a fourth best team in this division. But I think they proved last year um, they are a really good team and, and they made some key additions. Um, but I, I just expect a huge season from Justin Herbert. I, I have said that. Uh, before he's just so special um and i think if the offensive line can give him any sort of protection in this game he's going to be able to carve up the raiders secondary um and he'll be able to score plenty of points and on the other hand i think um the raiders offensive line could be an issue there's um some really good pass rushes from the Chargers. they're gonna uh cause a lot of problems for this raiders offensive line and, and you know i think uh, the game is going to come down to the Chargers getting a couple of turnovers um, that has you know, been result of uh, Khalil Mack or, or Joey Bosa getting a, a, a straight rush at the quarterback, I guess, and Derek Carr, you know, making an errant throw under pressure or, or um, getting a strip sack or something. But I see the game being won and lost in that turnover battle. I think if the Chargers can force a couple of turnovers, they win this game just because this offense is so good. You can't give them extra possessions. Um, and I think that's going to be the difference. So I'm going to be picking the Chargers. Bang, there we go. I like it. Smid, now, is there a sense of revenge here considering the Raiders did kick the Chargers out of the playoffs last year? Does I think that the, play any part for you? I think the Chargers have no one but themselves to blame for that because they were the ones mm. calling timeouts. I think the Raiders <laughs> showed that they were more than happy to run the clock out and take the take the tie, but the, the Brandon Staley, a, another mistake he made last year. But I think this is got statement game written all over it for the Chargers. Everyone thinks they're going to be legit, but they need to come out and show it. They're that franchise that have promised so much, but delivered so little. And I think for them to be taken seriously, they've got to come out and make a huge statement here. Deed nailed it. The the point of emphasis is the Chargers pass rush against this Raiders offensive line. Uh, they've only got one offensive lineman I trust, and that's Colton Miller. The rest of them are massive question marks. So, I can see Bosa and Mac wreaking havoc and the Chargers winning by double digits. Double digits. There we go. I like that. Let's go to the Panthers and the Browns. The first time one of us gets to talk with complete and utter bias, but I did say I was looking forward to this game with good reason. So, Smitty, take us through the opening game of your boys' season. I don't think I've been this excited for a Panthers game since the 2015 Super Bowl. I'm not even joking. I I am so pumped for this game. Uh, hoping for it, a different result. Oh, absolutely hoping for a different <laughs> result. That day was absolute pain. But uh, with the Baker Mayfield trade and what are the odds that we're playing Cleveland in week one, you've got that whole story. You've also got the excitement of the Panthers this year. Um, I think we've done a really good job with the roster and our roster looks as good as it has since we were that. Um, Super Bowl attendee team. Um, it's it's just a really exciting time. The big one for me is how are we going to stop the run? I think it's pretty clear what the Browns are going to want to do while Jacoby Brissett is starting. They're going to want to feed Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And the Panthers had trouble stopping the run last year. They gave up 240 rushing yards to Teeds Dallas Cowboys in week four last year. So... Uh, we've seen what a good running back tandem can do to this defense. We added Matt Ioannidis on the inside. We've got two new starting linebackers in Damien Wilson and Corey Littleton. So we've got help there to stop the run, but can we produce on the day? That's going to be the difference between winning and losing for me. Uh, I love what we've got going on 
with Baker Mayfield and what we've put around him. Christian McCaffrey's healthy. We've got a deep receiving core of five to six valuable starters. You know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, LaVisca Chenault, the acquisition from Jacksonville. And then we've got uh, Terrace Marshall, Hollywood Higgins, and Shai Smith had an amazing training camp. So there's six impactful wide receivers. The Cleveland cornerback room is really good as well. So that's going to be an interesting battle. If Baker can limit the turnovers and our defense can stop the run, I'm pretty confident we can win. And we should win coming up against Jacoby Brissett, who is a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he'll just be slinging it because it worked so well when he came in for tour last year, let me tell. Man, <laughs> when Jacoby Brissett is throwing the football, everyone's panicking, including his teammates, which is going to be really fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I think the Panthers win as well. I'm starting to get nervous that we're three games in and no one's gone different yet. Tade? Yeah, it's not going different in this game. I'm um, I'm picking the Panthers. I just think their roster is really good. Smithy nailed it. Um, and I, I said it a couple of episodes ago, I really like them. Um, I really like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. And I think it's a really good matchup. I, I liked... Um, you know, I like the Panthers' chances of winning this game, you know, before Deshaun Watson was suspended and even um, Baker Mayfield was traded there. It just felt like a game that the Panthers, you know, we're going to compete and win. Um, it is at home. The, the issue is, Smithy nailed it, the run game. We know how good the Browns are running the ball. That offensive line is probably their biggest strength and it's one of the best lines in the league. They're, they're going to get their yards. They're, they're probably going to be able to, you know, run the ball with ease. But I, I do trust this Panthers defense to, to get some critical stops and maybe force a turnover. We know um, we can't expect too much out of Jacoby Brissett. And if you can kind of force him to make a couple of throws that he shouldn't be making, um, you're going you're gonna to get some turnovers. And I think Baker Mayfield is good enough to um, capitalize on that. So I'm picking it. Yeah, I like it. And she's can you imagine the woody that Colin's going to get if Baker stuffs this up? My goodness me. We're not going to hear the end of it. All right, let's go to the Steelers and the Bengals. And fun fact here for you boys. Now, this isn't mine. This has been extrapolated from social media. So take it at face value. But since Mitch Trubisky was named the starting quarterback, for all the week one head-to-head games placed by Australian punters, the Steelers have received the fourth most money to win. In this game, which for me is, well, you'll find out when I tip this game. Teed, tell us what you think is going to happen. Yeah, looking at the um, the slate of games in week one, I think this one st- stood out to me the most. It just, it's so interesting um, for me. And, you know, my first thought on the Steelers coming into this year is that they might struggle. Um, and then I kind of sat back and really thought about it. And I can kind of talk myself into this team a little bit. Um, you know, they haven't had a losing record in 17 seasons, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. And and I think that is kind of going under the radar. It just shows how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. And, um, you know, I'm never going to doubt him until, you know, that streak is broken. Uh, they did bring in Mitchell Trubisky, um, say what you will about him, but, you know, physically and athletically, he is better than uh, Ben Roethlisberger. They are going to miss that veteran kind of presence um, at quarterback. He's going to do a couple of things that, obviously you know make a couple of mistakes that big ben wouldn't have made but i think physically and athletically he is better um they've got a good group of wide receivers they've got Najee harris in year two who i think we can only assume is going to get better um the issue is that offensive line it is their biggest weakness i'd say it was really bad last year and it doesn't look much better this year um and if things are going to go south for this team i think it will be um, on the back of the offensive line play. I do love their defense. I am really looking forward to seeing how Miles Jack looks in his Steelers debut in this game and also for the rest of the season. Um, and, it, you know, just on the Bengals, it feels like half of the NFL fans feel like um, they're a contender and, and half kind of think they were a flash in the pan last year. And I think um, I've said it before, I'm probably more on the side of them being a flash in the pan from last year, but um, you know, that's why I'm so excited for this game because they've got the opportunity to prove to people like me that they are for real. And I know they're not going to be able to do that in week one, but I think if they can get a big win here, it will go a long way um, to changing people's opinions on them. And I think if they can back it up, back up last year, people are going to change their mind on this team. 
Um, if they hang on to the ball in this game, I, I think they win. I think the only way they lose this game is if they turn the ball over. Um, you know, you can't be giving the Steelers good field position, you know, an offense, which we don't expect to do a lot. Uh, you don't want to give them the ball in, in good field position and maybe let them score some easy points. Um, and, you know, obviously that means the key for Pittsburgh to win is forcing turnovers. I think if Pittsburgh forced a couple of turnovers, they can win this game. But, um, you know, even though I'm on the fence for the Bengals, I think it might be yeah, a little disrespectful to say they would lose this game just based off what we saw last year and what we've seen in the preseason and how these two teams are trending. So I think um, the smart pick and the pick I'm making is the Bengals to win. Um, but I think it will be a close game. It's an AFC North divisional game, and, and we all know how close them games always seem to be. But um, I think the Bengals are good enough to take it out at the end. I'll tell you the debut I'm looking forward to, and that's George Pickens in this one, just to watch the uh, third-round pick go absolutely bunter. I'm going the Bengals as well. Both offensive lines seem to not really give a shit about their quarterback getting hurt, so I'll take the better quarterback, and that's Burrow quite easily. So, um, uh, you know, one, if you want to, if you want your offensive uh, uh, line to change their behaviour, Taking a really shit group to the Super Bowl might not be the way you do it, Joe. You've probably proven to them that they don't really need to rock up and you can still get it done. It's a it's a weird strategy, but, you know, I respect it. Bengals for me. Smith? I think it's Alpha. He, he's saying it doesn't matter what's around him. He's just going to dominate whatever. So I love it for Joe Shiesty, but uh, it's Bengals for me. I look at their trio of wide receivers and then I look at the Steelers starting corners and it has bloodbath written all over it, I think. The Bengals' offense goes nuts. Their offensive line is much improved, so if they can hold out TJ Watt, who's been under an injury cloud anyway, uh, I think that their wide receivers get well on top of the corners, and, it, yeah, they, they capitalize big time. For fantasy, I hope so, because T. Higgins, welcome to it. No, we won't talk fantasy. Let's talk about a game that we we're all going to disagree with. I'm looking forward to this. Well, one, at least one of us is going to disagree, as happens with three people and two options. Uh, the Packers and the Vikings. Now, one of us has predicted the Vikings to win the division. So that one of us is going to tip the Vikings to win this game. Or that would be one of the most egregious fence sittings we've seen in quite some time <laughs> when it comes to sports. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Smithy, talk us through. There's a start. I picked this game because... I predicted the Packers to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. So I want to see them hit the ground running here against the divisional rival. And I think the Packers and Vikings games are always so fun to watch. I remember last year, Minnesota, they played an absolute thriller where Rogers and Cousins were just trading touchdowns. And it was so fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I think the Packers have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. And I think that they can put it on show against the Vikings, especially the Vikings offensive line. Uh, Rashawn Gary is a candidate for a big breakout. They've got the rookie Quay Walker starting off ball. Um, they've got Jair Alexander back. Him versus Justin Jefferson is must-watch TV. That is just going to oh, be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they've got Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas. So their corners are really strong, and they've obviously got the safeties in Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos who are, who are really good. So their secondary is awesome. They've got talent up front, uh, and I think they're going to give the Vikings offense some problems. How is Aaron Rodgers going to look with – the new receiving core. So he lost his number one target in Devontae Adams, who commanded so much attention from Aaron Rodgers. We know how talented Rodgers is. Can he carry a receiving crew of Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins to victory? I think Do you reckon he, he knows their names? I, I think... Like, he, have they actually had a human conversation yet, do you reckon? Or... It, it's a good question. I, th I think hmm. Rodgers seems like a decent bloke, to be honest. Despite belief, I, I think he seems like a decent bloke. Um, but, <laughs> Despite the overwhelming evidence. Yeah, I, I think it's he's not that right overwhelming. Bloke. I'm just taking a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I am looking forward to seeing how Rogers goes. I think the Packers win this game and I think they kickstart their NFC North division campaign in very 
very good fashion. Bang, there we go. Before Ted gives us his explanation of why, here's a little fantasy stat for you, gentlemen. Of all the NFC teams, no one, no team, has given up more points to a receiver in their last three games than the Packers have given up to Adam Thielen. There you go. There's a little stat for you. Not a good sign for me as Justin Jefferson was my first round pick. (laughs) Hopefully we can see him hit, hit the gritty a few times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it would be fun to watch. Teed, you are the tiebreaker, my friend. And I've got yeah, a bad feeling. Um, <laughs> I I think this is a perfect opponent for the Vikings in week one. Uh, I, I think um, forever they've been second fiddle in this division. Um, they've always been behind the Packers, at least as long as I can remember. And um, it feels like the last couple of years they've had the team on paper. They just haven't been able to put it together on the field. Uh, it's a really good chance for them to show that they can put it together on the field in this one week, one at home against the division rival. I'm picking the Vikings. Whoa. <laughs> okay. And lock the Packers wherever you are in the country because <laughs> when Tate and I agree, bad things happen. Let me tell you, <laughs> goodness gracious me. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one as well. And I think if Kirk Cousins... His contract ever says that he doesn't get paid uh, any guaranteed money. It's all performance-based. That man will win MVP because he gets looked after in his contract so bloody well. It's not funny. Um, Speaking of things that are not funny, normally we just have to explain who we think he's going to win and why, and then we tend to move on. This is going to be the first time in 2022 I have to ask, why did this game get drafted? So, Bubbles, (laughs) this goes to you. Jags and Washington. And this is the first time since the infamous uh, Falcons incident I've managed to say Jags properly. So, <laughs> point, point to Daz, but why have you gone with this game, mate? Um, I'm just really interested in the Jaguars this year. Um, and, and it's, you know, for this game against the Commanders, I, I think it really is um, winnable for both teams. And the winner of this game um, will have such a big advantage because I think. Um, you know, I could see both of these teams maybe not making the playoffs, but I could see both of them making a, a push um, if they can win this first game. And uh, I, I'm really excited to see what Trevor Lawrence has in year two. I said at the top of the show, um, I think he's got to improve on last year and, and this team has to improve. And I think it's a good spot for them in week one. Um, they deserve to be the underdog, I think. But, you know, like I said, it is a winnable game for them. The commanders... I think they're not a bad team, and and I I think in a division that seems to be as wide open as the NFC East is, I know there's a lot of talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys, but um, I think the Commanders, with a very easy schedule, if they can win games like this, they'll be right up there in contention with this division, not saying they're going to win it, but um, you know, I I feel like there's no talk around the Commanders when I really could see them pushing for this division. Um, I do like Carson Wentz a little bit more than most, um, as long as they're not asking him to do too much. I, I think I saw a stat today um, of Carson Wentz's stat lines in, in Colts wins last year, and it just made for ugly viewing, and, and it makes you, um, you know, remember how conservative he was um, in those games. And, and the reason why the Colts won those games is because he wasn't turning the ball over Um and, you know, the Colts had a really good run game, which the Commanders do not have. Uh, so I think you might be able to see some erratic performances from Wentz again this year. But, um, you know, I'm not sure we'll see it in this game. The Jaguars' defense, they did show promising signs last year. Um, you know, I still can't believe they shut out the Bills or shut down the Bills at some stage last year towards the end of the season. That um, still doesn't feel real, but they weren't good overall. They couldn't generate turnovers, and they did give up plenty of points. I do think that um, unit will improve. They did spend three top 75 picks on the defense, including the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker. Um, he's only going to help, and um, you know, I think this defense can improve. And I think if the defense can hold Washington... Um, to under 20 points, uh, the Jaguars are a chance to win this game on the road. Um, and so I'm going to pick the Jaguars in an upset. Oh, I like it. It, it confuses me that the uh, Jags are outsiders there because I'm going to tip them as well and quite comfortably with that decision. Smithy, in the last three free agency periods, no one has spent more money than the Jags. And since that, 
No one's won less games than the Jags. So what the hell do they need to do to turn it around? And do you think they can in week one? It's the quarterback. And from everything I've read, heard, seen, apparently Trevor Lawrence is unbelievable at the moment. Apparently he's had the best training camp. He has looked like the best player on the field wherever he's been, whoever he's played against. And I've heard quotes from NFL insiders such as biggest first to second year leap we've ever seen sort of thing. So there is a lot of expectation on Trevor Lawrence at the moment. And look, I think he can live up to it. He was better than what his stats showed last year. He was playing Mm. behind a terrible offensive line and had no weapons to throw to, no running game. How is a quarterback going to thrive in that situation? He's now got Travis Etienne and James Robinson healthy. He's got Christian Kirk at wide receiver. He's got a better offensive line now that they've upgraded on it. And I think Mm. Teed's point was the most important out of Mm. anything that we said. And it is that we look at Carson Wentz and the only time he succeeded last year was when the run game carried him. The pressure wasn't on him to win the game. He's not going to get that. Washington don't have a stable run game. Brian Robinson was their best chance, and we know what happened to him, speedy recovery, Brian Robinson. But they are not going to have a reliable run game, especially against this Jags front, which I think is going to be really good. So I tip Jacksonville as well. I I feel pretty comfortable that they're going to win this game. I'm loving Smithy's anti-Washington stance since they ditched him on that island last year. That man could not be selling more of their stock if he tried. (laughs) I like it. Let's go to the second game that contains one of our teams, and, of course, that being my Dolphins, who take on the fellow AFC East Patriots. And these seem to be the two teams, Smithy, that people can't seem to agree on their win-loss records, it seems. Yeah, well, I picked this game purely for two a time. I I need to see something. And against a Patriots team that does not have good cornerback depth whatsoever, this is his time to shine. Week mm. one, eyes are going to be on him. The game is at home. He's got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle to throw the ball to. He's got a plethora of running backs who can come in and contribute. He's got Mike Kosicki, a better offensive line. If he's not going to succeed now, he's never going to. So I think Tua is going to have to put up a really good performance in this game, and I think he will. I am not sold on the Patriots at all this year. I think because of the weight that their franchise has held around the NFL over the last 20 years, they're being overrated. Their roster isn't good. Mac Jones hasn't looked good in the preseason. I don't think people are talking about that enough. He has not looked good at all. And he could potentially regress from his rookie year, which is unbelievable. Uh, I don't think their weapons at wide receiver have improved enough to carry Mac Jones through the season. Their offensive line is shaky. um, And they don't have good depth at cornerback at all. And in a league, and especially a conference in the AFC, that revolves around wide receiver play. You look, you can go through every AFC roster and 90% of them have two very, very good wide receivers. If you don't have good corners in the AFC, you are doomed. And I think that's what the Patriots are. I think the Dolphins come out and win this quite comfortably. No, no love for the third receiver in Cedric Wilson, the uh, Cowboys absolute legend. Uh, Cowboys legend got, Cedric Wilson. That he's going to become. Let me tell you, goodness me. No, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm, I'm with you, Smithy. I can't think of a game where I was going into thinking, I'm confident that we're going to win, not blowout style. I'm confident that we're going to win, and I cannot friggin' wait. Like, the anticipation for me is huge. Um, picked up my very Jack Crisp Dolphins hat too, by the way. Getting up at 3 a.m. as well, that's for, uh, we might need to uh, live stream that, Smith, because that could be Daz in some absolutely unreal early morning form, let me tell you. It, uh, it won't get posted anywhere. We'd never make money off it, but it'd be good content. But no, I'm looking forward to this one. And kind of on the contrary, I mean, two is going to be the focus, but I'm looking forward to seeing this defense as well. I mean, the um, defensive coordinators, a couple of them have come out and said that uh, from day one, it's like they were all boarding together. They, It's like they could read each other's minds. They looked really good in the preseason game. Yes, it's only preseason. Who really gives a shit? Well, fans do. It's why it exists. That game against the Eagles just, oh, the anticipation just went 
through the absolute roof. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if any Dolphins running back would like to go for a run longer than three and a half yards, uh, you'll be in the uh, Dolphins Hall of Fame. So I'm looking forward to that as well. It's going to be fantastic. None of you have done it since Dazzling was in high school. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Tate, you're pretty anti-New England. So are you joining us in the Dolphins camp for this week? Yeah, I forgot. Um, I forgot I was anti-New England. but Oh, what a surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, we were just wiping... Uh, He's wiping not even listening to himself. That wasn't Sorry, on my was bingo playing? card. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think um, you know, last year, week one, it's the same matchup. It was in New England. Miami won that. Um, from there, Miami have improved a lot, I think. Um, New England, I, I don't think have, and it makes um, my choice a little easier. Um, I'm picking the Dolphins. The Bill Belichick farewell tour begins at Hard Rock, let me tell you. All right, let's go to the Cardinals and the Chiefs. I'm genuinely surprised this slip to... Uh, pick eight, as we used to say last year. Just can't believe it's fallen. Uh, Bubbles, take us through this one, mate. Yeah, I, um, I, I picked this game mainly because I was really looking forward to seeing uh, what the Chiefs look like without Tyreek Hill. Uh, Mahomes has already come out in the last couple of days and, and said he expects the offense to look a little different and and they're not going to rely on a certain wide receiver. Um, you know, a certain week, it's going to be a different guy each week and and he actually said, good luck to fantasy players um, trying to pick which one it's going to be. And and I, I like that. Um, and I think the issue for the Chiefs in the last couple of years has been, um, you know, their lack of ability to take what the defense gives them and, and do the easy stuff. Um, and I think losing Tyreek Hill kind of forces their hand um, into having to take what the defense gives them. And, and I think it is good for this team in a way, obviously, um, you know, not good. They lost Tyreek Hill, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I think this offense is still going to go pretty well. Um, uh, it is going to probably affect their the frequency of the big play, but whenever you've got Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, um, you know, a, a big play isn't far away. He's just that good of a quarterback. The Chiefs, they did lose a lot in the offseason, mainly you know, the big names, Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew, um, and they did lose a lot of depth as well, especially defensively. And outside of Justin Reed, they, they didn't really do much um, to replace those guys that they lost. Um, I think this defense, Smithy said it coming into last year, I'll say it this year, it, it isn't looking great. Um, the defensive line, uh, it probably is their strength, um, you know, and it's a good thing to have a strong defensive line. You can generate pressure and, and things like that. But um, everywhere else is pretty raw, and, and I'm not really looking forward um, to watching that defense. But it, they're just lucky they've got Patrick Mahomes um, at quarterback, and he's going to keep them in every single game they play just because of how good he is. The Cardinals, on the other hand, they are under um, a heap of pressure, especially Cliff Kingsbury. You know, he's been there three years, I think, now. And, and you know, they made the playoffs last year for the first time under him, I think. But, you know, they haven't won that playoff game and the pressure is mounting for them to make that next step. They just signed Kyler Murray to a long-term extension. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't help them that they're going to be starting the first six mm -hmm. games of this year without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, it's going to make things a little harder. But they do have A.J. Green still... Um, they do have Rondell Moore as well, and they did pick up Marquise Brown in a trade in the offseason. So they, they've got plenty of talent at wide receiver, and they are going to be missing DeAndre Hopkins. But, um, you know, I still think they'll be able to find, you know, points pretty easily in this game due to the Chiefs' defense um, not being strong, like I said. But uh, last year, the Cardinals were really good at hanging on to the ball. Uh, they're also really good at forcing turnovers. I think they had a plus 12 turnover differential. That is really hard to replicate from year to year. Um, and that is the reason why they were in and won so many games last year is because of that turnover differential. As I said, hard to replicate. And you can't really bank on um, those numbers, you know, um, happening again this year. I, I think this will be a high-scoring game. Um, and I think I trust the Chiefs' offense a little more, and I did touch on the Chiefs' defense, but I think the Cardinals' defense could be just as bad. They've got you know a couple of big names, but they did lose some big names as well. They're, I think they're relying on J.J. Watt um, for their pass rush, and, and he, you know, he never plays a full season, so I think that's a bit of a worry. Um, I think both teams are going to be able to find points pretty easily here, but 
I think I just trust Mahomes in, in games um, that are going to be high scoring, so I'm picking the Chiefs. So if we follow your logic, Ted, and it's going to be difficult to know about Chiefs players in fantasy, would it be silly to have drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire for everyone out there that did that? No, I don't think that would be silly. I think um, it would be silly to draft him after saying, you know, two or three years in a row, he won't be uh, anywhere near your team again. And he finds his way there every year. (laughs) This is a man who was in existential panic, watching (laughs) him just fall further and further down the draft board. That's brought back some really bad PTSD. Yeah, we weren't we weren't live streaming it at the time, but we can just imagine you put your phone face down and put your head in your hands. Can you confirm if that's true or not? Yeah, that that happened. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, Chiefs <laughs> for mine as well. Uh, yeah, I. I uh, the Cardinals are really rivaling the Falcons for me in teams that I just could not give a shit about this year. To be perfectly honest, uh, so I'll go the Chiefs because they're a better team too. Smith. Yeah, Chiefs for me. Patrick Mahomes is the top three wide receivers on the depth chart and new to the team this year. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore, the rookie. Miko Hardman relegated to wide receiver four, which is interesting, uh, but I think he's going to overcome it. I disagree a little bit with Teed. I think the Chiefs' defense this year is going to be better than it was last year. I really like their three rookies in Brian Cook, Trent McDuffie, and George Karloftis. And I think they started to get it together towards the back end of the season last year. I think that they can carry it forward. They're younger, um, and I think that they're going to be a pretty good defense. The Cardinals, on the other hand, bottom five defense this year. They're going to be terrible, and I don't have a lot of faith in what they're doing direction-wise, so the Chiefs for me. Beautiful. I like it. That's the in-depth games. Now we're going to go quick fire. So your tip, a reason why, and then we move on. Uh, so we should be able to get through these pretty quickly. We've got the locks, the certs. We've got TD's new segment, and then we can get out of here and enjoy the NFL across the entire weekend. So quick fire games. Um, boys, I'll probably end up doing this in a sporadic order because we'll get through it. But Smithy, I'll start with you. Falcon Saints. Saints. You want to give us a quick reason why? (laughs) Yeah, I think um, they're just a way better team. Their their defense is going to be really good this year, and I can see Mariota struggling early. I like it. Uh, Teed, who wins that game? Yeah, um, I agree with Smithy. It's the Saints. I I can't trust the Falcons quarterback situation, and the Saints defense I think will be pretty good this year, so that's going to be um, what wins them the game. Yep, Saints for me as well. Bears, Niners, I'm going the Niners. Uh, Smithy, I know you love Justin Fields and I'm looking forward to it, but Chicago, I think the government have just taken out a $2 million life savings policy on him because I don't reckon he's going to get off the field at some point. Uh, This year he's going to get hit that badly. So the Niners for mine, they've got a championship roster and hoping to develop a championship quarterback. So Niners for me. Yeah, I love – oh, sorry. Oh, Smithy. No, that's okay. Tate, go for it. Uh, this one actually um, probably points out to the reason why I lost the tipping last year, but I was so oh, close no. to picking the Bears oh, in this game. I thought he was going to. I, I had him written down. I just couldn't um, I couldn't do it. But I, I think this game does all uh, depend on Trey Lance. If he's the guy the 49ers thought they were drafting last year at pick three, um, if he is that guy, I think they win this game pretty easily. But um, even if he's not, I think he's good enough to beat the Bears. Uh, they're, un- they're not going to have to score too many points to win this game, and their defense is really good. So, um, you know, I was close to picking the Bears at home, but I, I couldn't do it. My God. Yeah, like you said, I'm as big a Justin Fields fan as anyone, but I'm also the least biggest fan of the Chicago Bears organization as a whole. So the 49ers pretty easily. If Baker doesn't work out in Carolina, let me tell you, Smithy's pitched to Joe. He'll have to fly to Chicago himself if that's what it takes, which will be exciting. Lions, Eagles, Smith? Eagles by a lot. They're the NFC East champs, and I think a serious contender for the NFC championship as a whole. Pete? Yeah, I um, disagree. I'm going the Lions in this game, and, um, you know, I just think – it's going to be a long season for Detroit. I haven't. I'm not buying into hard knocks hype or anything like that. But I think um, there is a lot of hype surrounding this team. And if they are going to show up for one game, I, I do think it's going to be a long season for them. But if they are going to show up for one game, it's going to be their home opener. 
Um, the Eagles, a lot of turnover. They're going to have to show that they've put it together. Um, I think this is going to be one of those uh, weird, wacky games that that um, you just can't see the upset before the game. But um, I think the Lions win and, and maybe don't win another game for the rest of the season. But I think they win week one. <laughs> Weirdly enough, Daz, when yeah. Teed says it's not hard knocks hype, I, I felt mm. something wet down my back, and I think it was Tis, Teed pissing <laughs> down my back and telling me it's raining. <laughs> telling me it's raining, yeah. Because you can't tell me that that's not hard knocks hype, tipping the yeah. lines over the Eagles. Piss it off. Won, it 100% is. He's got um, Billy Jean in his head, I reckon. Teed, goodness gracious me. <laughs> Eagles as well. Lions were a bottom six um, run defense side, and they conceded, yes, preseason is preseason, but they were top five and giving away rushing yards in the preseason as well, and that's what the Eagles do best, so Eagles for mine. Uh, Jets, Ravens, I feel like this is just going to be one word each and we move on, but Baltimore start 1-0, and oh, and uh, Zach Wilson will be home recovering um, with a MILF. Sorry, Ice Pack, my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think this is the easiest game for me to pick. I'm picking the Ravens. Smith? Ravens and Lamar Jackson comes out and dominates, proving that he should be paid as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And coming from the man that has him in Dynasty, I like it. Texans, Colts. Smith. Colts win the division and win this game. Tate? Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Week one's I, I, getting to our man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, it, it would be, um, you know, maybe the easiest pick uh, of the week if this game was in Indianapolis. I think the fact it's in Houston um, makes it, well, not tougher to pick, but it, it does kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to um, easily go against a team that's at home in week one, but um, I just can't see them scoring enough points to Texans, so I'm picking the Colts. If my Matt Ryan gets a, at least an MVP vote uh, prediction, he's got to come true. He's got to come out and dominate in this game, and I think he does. Colts win pretty easily. Tight, Titans, jeez, I don't even know what I was trying to say there. Titans, Giants, Teed. Surely Daniel Jones just gets off to a rock and roll start. Surely your man. Yeah, well, I almost picked this game to see how my man goes, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think anyone really expects much from either of these teams. I know there's a lot of talk about the Titans dropping off this year, but I think whoever loses this game is in for a very long season. Um, but I think the Titans defense is the best unit in this game and it'll get them the win. Yeah. Um, Titans win, and if the Giants win this game, I'll start the next show with a clown mask on because it's just not going to happen. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going Titans as well. And do you just have a clown mask handy for when this no, comes? No, no I'll, okay. I'll go out of my way to do it. That's how confident <laughs> I am. Interesting. I like it. Uh, we won't spend too much time on this one because Cowboys Bucks. I mean, none of us really give a shit about that game, do we, Smith? Nah, couldn't care less. Yeah, I think yeah, the Bucks, not... the Bucks probably win. Um, but uh, this game could go either way. Honestly, I, I don't mm. want to pump Teed's tires up too much. But uh, the the Bucks off season has got disaster written all over it for this coming season. I've spoken about it, so I won't go too in depth. But you know, the Cowboys at home in Week One, they've been written off. I, I can see the Cowboys winning, but I have tipped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I've tipped the well, Bucks as well. Yeah, well, the fact that um, Smithy has predicted the Buccaneers' downfall and still picks them to win this game gives me high hopes for the Cowboys. But um, <laughs> they are they are typically slow starters uh, to the season. They're five and seven in Week One since two thousand and nine. That includes a five and one record against the Giants. So if you take away those games against the Giants, they're zero and six in games against anyone else dating back to two thousand and nine. I think the last team they beat that wasn't the Giants in week one was the Buccaneers. Um, but, you know, put it simply, they're not playing the Giants in week one. They're not winning. I think there's a lot of talk about the Cowboys receivers being an issue this year, um, which I, I I agree with to a degree. But I think Dak Prescott's good enough to overcome that. But it will be an issue in this game. No James Washington, no Michael Gallup. I think you're going to be relying on, on the likes of Noah Brown and Jalen Tolbert. And, um, you know, I can't see... Uh, those two making a big contribution. I'd love to be wrong. Uh, Brady is 6-0 in his career against Dallas, so I'm going to be picking the Bucks. Oh, that's a rough start to the season when you're tipping against your own team, let me tell you. <laughs> Goodness me. And let's finish it with Seahawks, Broncos, and I think Russell Wilson is going to do things that uh, are going to look illegal on paper. So Broncos for me. 
Yeah, Broncos for me pretty easily. Yeah, better offense, better defense, uh, better team. I'm going Broncos. Beautiful. All right, let's get to the locks now. If you're listening to us for the first time, number one, thanks for sticking around to this point. Uh, number two, we do get better as the year goes on. And number three, the locks aren't Daz's forte, but what it is is that we pick a team that we Sorry, think is going to win. the opposite of locks. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Oh, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, for Smithy, they're locks. For T, they're kind of locked. And for Daz, it's an open doorway. But what it is, is we pick a team that we think is going to win every week. We lock a tip in. However, you can't lock a team that is favoured by more than a touchdown. So, for example, you wouldn't be able to tip the Chiefs to, like, beat the Lions, for example, because that would be boring. So we've got to kind of put our... Uh, nuts on the line. The good thing about this is the winner of the tips last year, but the man who came last in the locks last year, see if you can figure that one out uh, without going back and hearing me say it again, is the Ravens are only favoured by six and a half points over the Jets. Wrong. Wrong. What do you mean wrong? It has changed since yesterday. I'm looking at it right now. Ravens minus seven and a half. You've got to be kidding me. So I've I've been stitched up by tech. By technology, that's what you're telling me. There we go. This is bullshit. Ravens okay. minus seven and a half. Wow, that is a stitch up and a half. Okay, well, Actually considering, yeah, I'm recording on the thing that I would check odds on. So uh, this is awkward. What do we Give do us now? A game, and I'll see if it. If it. Uh, you know what? I'll lock my dolphins. Yeah, there you go. Love it. Ooh, yes, first team yeah. lock that worked well for us last year. <laughs> bloody oath it did all right smithy you're up next yeah considering i said i'd put on a clown mask and do the show uh next week if they lose uh it's the tennessee titans i'm gonna lock to beat the new york giants at five and a half jesus there you go fantastic and uh bubbles Yep, just bear with me. I'm going to check mine because I'm assuming this might have changed from yesterday as well if it wasn't picked. He can't um, believe sorry. it's fallen to him. Let's play some music in the background while we wait. You can ask me. I've got it already out. That's right. I've got it here. I'm taking the Broncos to beat the Seahawks. Minus six and a half. Yeah. It's still six and a half. I've stitched myself up here. This is unbelievable. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's take a break, you and me, uh, Teed, because Smithy Sert's uh, coming through. Now, of course, Smithy, you can't be talked about being strategic towards Colin's picks because yours goes out four days before his does. So I think we had someone put that through on a message board at some point last year. So, you know, this is currently Wednesday night. Colin doesn't put his out until uh, Saturday Australia time. So there's the clarification. But take it away. Your five best line bets for NFL week one. Yeah, can't wait to start the season five out of five, to be honest, uh, because I I can't see any of these losing. Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half versus the Detroit Lions, if they're as good as I think they are. (laughs) That's a loss already. They need to beat that line. My Carolina Panthers, minus one and a half to the Cleveland Oh, he's gone emotional. I just can't see a world where we lose this game. There's been so much hype. Baker Mayfield, I can't see him losing to the Browns. Minus one and a half is a steal. Jacksonville Jaguars, plus two and a half to the Washington Commanders. We all tip them to win. Uh, They do, if they can lose by one or two points, they still crack the line. So I'm happy about that. I'm going to throw my lock in there. Titans minus five and a half. I think they were a way better team. I'm really low on the Giants this year. Um, I, th- I think they can win by a touchdown or more. And the last game is going to be the Green Bay Packers minus one and a half to the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're the best team in the division. And I think if they're going to make a Super Bowl run like I predicted them to, they need to beat the Vikings in week one. So they're the five games for week one of Smithy Certs. Bring it on, Colin. So your middle three are spot on and your, your first and last are just letting you down in just extraordinary ways, which we can't wait for. Speaking of things that we can't wait for, Smithy, um, Bubbles has his own segment. Now, yeah. now, for a review, it was fine because he had numbers to back him up. He, he had a platform to fall but this is a preview show, so this becomes predictive, which means this could go absolutely anywhere. So run us through what you're doing here, mate, with TDs. TDs. 
Yeah, um, that's a great name for a segment. But, um, you know, I am really good at predicting things. Um, we've seen that <laughs> in the past 12 months. I can't even say that without laughing. But um, You can't even say it without us laughing either. You did so well to hold a straight face the, um, for two seconds. <laughs> This year's different, all right? I'm sure we've heard that before, but this this time it it means something. This year is a little different. Um, (laughs) Now, um, the idea of this segment is I'm going to be picking uh, five guys to score a touchdown. Now, there will be a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a defensive special teams, or defense slash special special teams. So it won't be five guys. It'll be four guys in a team. But... Um, you know, do what that do with that what you will. Put them in your fantasy teams. Put a little wager on them if you like. As I said gamble at the top of this segment, really, yes, exactly. Gamble responsibly. But I am. You put your money in. You multiply it. You take it out. That's 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 exactly. the uh, the strategy here. Now, for the record, but, for the quarterback, you're predicting a rushing touchdown because yes, we're going to correct. assume that yes. twenty four of them are going to throw one. No, I, I thought I was hoping for a passing touchdown just because, you know, that kind of ticks one off the list. Um, and then I've only got to worry about four others. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. just with, wants uh, 20% of his segment handed to <laughs> we'll st- I'll probably still get it wrong anyway, but we'll stick with a rushing touchdown. And we will start with quarterback. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I think the Baltimore Ravens can score plenty of points this week. And uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's under a lot of pressure, but contract talks um, certainly don't help. And I think Last time we saw a player, um, you know, go into a season without a contract, it was Dak Prescott, and he had a really good season. I think Lamar Jackson will do the same thing, and he'll, um, you know, kick it off with a bang against the Jets. He'll run one in. Running back, I've gone with Nick Chubb, and it's just basically the law of percentages. He's going to get that much of the ball, um, you know, in this game. And I think if the Browns get anywhere, you know, inside the five-yard line, he's going to get a handful of carries, and I I back him to, to punch it, and I think he scores a touchdown. Wide receiver, um, I've gone Devontae Adams in his first game with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think that game's going to be high scoring, like I said. Um, And I think if anyone's going to score a touchdown, um, it'll be Devontae Adams. I think they'll really be, or Derek Carr will be looking for him to, you know, give him a bit of a boost in his first game for the Raiders. Tight end, um, I've gone Zach Ertz for the Cardinals. Another high scoring game, like I said. I think Zach Ertz is going to have a really good season. Um, I think he'll be uh, really important in the first six games, especially without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, I think he's going to really stand out this year, and I think he'll score a touchdown this week. And the last one, the defense slash special teams, I've gone with the Tennessee Titans. Um, and you know, maybe this might be the weekly anti-Daniel Jones segment, but it just feels <laughs> right to me. tipping against him to um, make a big play for the other team. So I'll go with the Titans. I... I cannot express how much I hope Daniel Jones is a good guy. This is just be bullying. <laughs> but I like it, Smith. You're listening, Rough reach start, out. But, geez, he's done well, I reckon. Started off on a blatant lie, which probably isn't a great start. <laughs> but um, from there, I've, I really like how it panned out. Um, and, yeah, I, I hope for my sake a few of those are correct because I roster Lamar Jackson in Dynasty and I've locked the Tennessee Titans, so a defensive touchdown would go a long way. Yeah, it's gone beautifully. You've done well, Bubbles. Week one, boys, is just around the corner and we cannot wait and we are back for season two of the NFL here at TDs and Threes. We thank you all for listening, whether it took you a couple of goes in between work, you're on the train, in the car, wherever you're listening. more than do. a couple of goes. Appreciate it. Did take us more than a couple of goes. Teed, you're right. Spot on. And Smithy didn't even tell us the joke that he told five times and we were waiting to react for the first time. <laughs> so this has been half a shit show, but he's going to sign off in signature style as we speak and we can let everyone now, out of here. Yeah, what was it? Well, out of context, it'll be even funnier. Yeah, the, the whole joke was about reflecting on season one and coming away with mm. two key factors. Uh, two key takeaways. The first one is if I've got any deep, dark secrets, I'm going to tell Teed because he won't remember what I said. <laughs> and the second one is if I ever need a house sitter, it's not going to be Daz because he can't lock a thing. So 
Uh, that was the joke. I look like Ryan Tannehill throwing the football and missed my window, but that's okay. We are so excited to be back doing preview shows, but we're even more excited to come back and do the review for you guys. A cool, crisp one-hour episode. How good, new format. We are pumped for this season. Stick around. It's going to be a great ride, but most importantly, stay safe, everyone.